want to take a moment and just underscore the message of the cantata. Um, for those that get nervous about um, a message following a cantata, it's our practice to make that about 10 minutes. And uh, so don't get too nervous. Uh, the message of the cantata is that of forgiveness, that the Lord makes a way for us to be forgiven. The importance of that is knowing our own guilt. And if you are walking through the world as if there's no offense between us and God, that blindness is a damning blindness. It's a blindness that has horrific consequences when you come to face God. And there are a lot of people who compare themselves to others in the idea that, well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. And even within the context of the cantata, well, I, I've never had a DUI or I've never um, hurt anybody physically and, or I've never robbed a bank. And we set these markers as a standard, as a God ourselves, looking at others and holding ourselves higher than others because, well, we haven't done as bad. And yet there are others here that perhaps have had some of this history in their past. There are people who've uh, tragically have experienced abortion, uh, gone down that road, and there are others who have uh, committed other crimes, and you, you own that guilt. You, you understand it. But what the Bible would have us know is that all of us are equally guilty before God, all of us. Uh, I won't take time to read them all tonight, but in Exodus chapter 20, we are reading there the Ten Commandments, which are given as a schoolmaster to teach us that we're all guilty before God, every one of us. And it says in there just a few things, uh, just, to, just to give a few, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven, graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. And he goes on to say, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. There's a shining next verse where it says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Goes on further to say, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for he will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. The purpose of going through the commandments is to recognize that we're all faulty. We all have fault before God. Matter of fact, in Revelation chapter 21, verse eight, it talks about those who will be in the lake of fire. And in that verse, it says the unbelieving, the fearful, and some of you are familiar with the other reference there, and all liars. So when we think of that concept, it's a pretty dark message. It's a pretty, it's a pretty black picture to paint against humanity because as it says in Romans 3.23, Referenced already for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The glory of God has been described as God's glorious nature, that he is, he is spectacular, he is wonderful, he is without fault. And yet some would look at that God and judge that God will say, well, who is he to send me to hell? I haven't been that bad. And do you recognize the accusation against God in that statement? where we would usurp his authority and be God ourselves. But this God of the Bible, recognizing our sinfulness, offers to us a way to be forgiven as well told in the story this evening. None of us are deserving of heaven, but yet God 
has made a way for us to be cleansed, to have our sins forgiven, to be justified. Forgiveness has been described as being released from God's just penalty, being released from it. Let me ask you, whenever you get released from impending judgment, does that give you relief? For those, of us, for those of us old enough to drive, have you ever seen the lights come on behind you? And been relieved that it was someone else when they passed you by? <clears throat> All the while knowing you deserved it. Anybody with me? <clears throat> right? It is, it is the nature, and by the way, are, are we, uh, to speak to humanity, and the blackness of our, of our sin, even in that illustration. As we get off in that instance, and uh, the policeman passes us by, uh, have, have you ever rejoiced to go by somebody who sped past you? <laughs> and to see the policeman pulling them over going, yeah, uh-huh, justice. <clears throat> you see, we're keen to give ourselves grace, but hold everyone else guilty. But God holds us all guilty. But that's not, as the judge said, it's not the end of the story. The blessedness of the gospel, the glorious message of the gospel, as I have it written here, is that Jesus came to take our sins for us so that we can have forgiveness, so that our sins can be washed away. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, Of Christ, he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. A good way of understanding righteous is to be, is to be declared right in the sight of God. So he made Christ to be sin for us. And by the exchange of the gospel, him dying on the cross for our sins, he makes satisfactory payment for the guilt that we own. And in exchange for dying for us and rising again and proving to be conquer over death, hell, and the grave, the risen Savior then offers a free gift to everyone in this room, to everyone on this planet. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, how does it finish? Shall be saved. This is the gift that God offers, but he offers it at a price the price of the death of his son, taken upon himself for you so that you could be made clean. The gospel says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And it's always in scripture given through what means. And it's through Jesus Christ. The blessedness of the gospel is there is, there is no way anybody in this room can pay for the sin debt that we owe. God knowing that sent his son to put on human flesh to go to the cross to suffer for us, to die for our sins, to rise again and offer you the forgiveness that only he can give. To receive that forgiveness, and I think it's worthy of making this note, the gospel is really all about forgiveness. And do you need to ask God for it? You cannot, I would say this way, you cannot be saved without the concept of forgiveness because that's what salvation is. It is latent to the term. 
To be saved means to be rescued from impending doom. And the rescuer is none other than Jesus Christ himself. But he offers you this gift, this gift of forgiveness, this gift of everlasting life. And what he says is that what you need to do to receive it is to declare from your heart that you're going to believe on him as your savior, the only one who can make you right before God. And the blessedness of the gospel is that if you will call upon him, he will wash every last sin away. Psalm 103 tells us there that when we know him as our savior, when he cleanses our sin, he takes our sin and he casts it as far as the east is from the west. I want to remind everybody of this. It's not that God couldn't remember your sin. It's that if your sin was to be remembered and you know Jesus as your savior, your sin debt has been paid by Christ. And so he declares you free, justified, forgiven. So in all the busyness of this season, when you hear the gospel message, I stand here before you as privileged to be able to take a moment and share it with you. But I often think, who would reject such a message? Who would reject such an offer to take the burden off of you, a debt that you could not pay by the message of Christ who paid it all? So this evening, uh, we've been in prayer about this, a lot of work gone into this so that we could have this moment and share the gospel both in song and in the drama and in the preaching. And it's our hope that if you don't know him, that you would accept Christ as your savior right here, right now. Call on him. Tell him you're placing your faith in him as the one who gave his life for you. And the resurrected Savior promises this, all who know him, he will bring you to himself and he will see you safely home in heaven. What a glorious message.